0: Welcome to Lore Club, where a bunch of friends from all over the internet come together to bring lore from our favorite games, fandoms, and more, to life. In today's episode, we continue Vivek's quest to, uh, murder their children? Something like that. We also get the scripture of the word, and an interesting tale about a monster called the Ruddy Man. We've got even more storytelling goodness ahead, so get subscribed. In the meantime, let's continue the 36 Lessons of Vivek.
1: Then Vivek left his architectural rapture and went back to the space that was not a space. From the provisional house, he looked into the middle world to find the fourth monster called the Pocket Cabal. The monster hid itself in the spell lists of the great Chimeri wizards of the extreme east where the emperor parasols grow wild. Vivek disguised himself as a simple traveler but radiated a tenuous sense fabric so that the wizards would seek him out. Of Muatra, he made a simple walking dwarf. Before long, the Invisible One was among the libraries of the East, feeding the essential words of the pocket cabal to his walking dwarf, and then running when the magic would fail. After a year or two of this thievery, Muatra was sick to its stomach, and the walking dwarf exploded near the slave pens of a wizard's tower. The pocket cabal then slipped itself into the mouths of the slaves and hid again. Vivek then watched as the slaves erupted into babble and breaking magic. They rattled their cages and sang out half-hymns that formed into forbidden and arcane knowledge. Litany fiends appeared and drank from the excess. Grabbers from the adjacent place came into the world sideways, the slave talking having disrupted the normal non-cardinal points. So, of course, a giant bug appeared with the greatest eastern wizard inside it. He could see past Vivek's disguise and knew of the warrior-poet's divinity, but he thought himself so powerful that he talked harshly.
0: See what you have wrought, silly Triune, columns of nonsense and litany fiends. I cannot believe how reason or temperance can be made hopeful again due to your eating, eating, eating. Consort with more demons, why don't you?
1: Vivek stabbed the wizard through his soul. The giant bug harness fell on the slave cages, and the slaves ran about free and reckless. Too reckless. More with pregnant words. Colors bent into the earth. Vivek created a dome-head demon to contain it all.
0: The pocket cabal is therefore interred here forever. Let this be a cursed land where sorcery is broken and maligned.
1: Then he picked up Muatra by the beard and left the ghostly hemisphere of the dome-head demon. On its boundaries, Vivek placed a warning and a song of entrance that contained errors in it. With mock bones of half-dead Muatra, he created the tent poles of a fortress theory and fatal languages were imprisoned for all time. Set appeared and looked on what his brother-sister had created. The clockwork king said,
0: Of the eight monsters, this is the most confusing. May I treasure it?
1: Vivek gave Set leave to do so, but told him never to release the pocket cabal into the middle world.
0: He said, I have hidden secrets in my travels here and made a likeness of Muatra to ward against the unwise. Under this dome, the temporal myth is no longer man.
1: The ending of the words is Alm CV.
2: The Scripture of the Word. First. All language is based on meat. Do not let the sophists fool you. Second, the third walking path explores hysteria without fear. The efforts of madmen are a society of itself, but only if they are written. The wise may substitute one law for another, even into incoherence and still say he is working within a method. This is true of speech and extends to all scripture. Third, do not go to the realm of apology for absolution. Beyond articulation, there is no fault. The adjacent place, where the grabbers live, is the illusion of the vocal or the middle realms of thought by which I mean the constructed. This is how I stole the certainty of the Chancellor of Exactitude, perfect to look upon from every angle. When you come out of the vocal, you can never be certain. Fourth, the truest body of work is made up of silence, as in the silence that results from no reference. By the word, I mean the dead. Fifth, the first meaning is always hidden. Sixth, the realm of apology is perfection and impossible to attack. Thus, the wise avoid it. Trinity and unity is the world and word of action, the third walking path. Seventh, the sage who suppresses his best aphorism, cut off his hands for he is a thief. Eighth, the clothes of the broken map are worn only by fools and heretics. The map is an exit for laziness. It is the dusty tongue which is to say the given chart that most take as a story that is complete. No word is true until it is eaten. The ending of the words is almsivi.
3: Then Vivek left set to look after the dome-head demon, and went back to the space that was not a space. From the provisional house, he looked into the middle world to find the fifth monster called the Ruddy Man. When the Dragues ruled the world, the Daedroth Prince Molag Ball had been their chief. He took a different shape then, spiny and armored and made for the sea. Vivek, in giving birth to the mini-spawn of his marriage, had dropped an old image of Molag Ball into the world, a dead carapace of memory. It would not have been a monster if a Velothi child had not wanted to impress his village by wearing it. The Ruddy Man of the eight monsters was the least complicated. He made those who wore him into mighty killers and nothing more. He existed in the physical. Only geography makes him special. When Vivek found him near the boy's village, and on Nisus, there was a violent clash of arms and an upheaval of the earth. Their battle created the West Gash. Wanderers that still go there hear still the sounds of its sword across the crust the grunt of God, the snapping of his monster child's splintered legs. After his victory, Vivek took the shell of the Ruddy Man to the dregs that had modified his mother. The Queen of Dregs, whose name is not easy to spell, was in a period of self-incubation. Her wardens took the gift from Vivec and promised to guard it from the surface world. This is the first account of Dregs being liars. In ten years, the Ruddy Man appeared again, this time near Ter, worn by a wayward shaman who followed the House of Troubles. Instead of guarding it, the dregs had imbued the living armor with mythic inflexibility. It molted soon after skill-draping the shaman and stretched his bones to the five corners. When Vivek met the monster in battle again, he saw the remains of three villages dripping from its feet. He took on his giant form and slew the ruddy man by way of the symbolic collage. Since he no longer trusted the Altamere of the Sea, Vivek gave the carapace of the monster to the devout and loyal mystics of the Number Room. He told them,
0: You may make of the Radiman a philosopher's armour.
3: The mystics began by wrapping one of their sages in the shells, a series of flourishes by two supernumerates, one hormonally tall, and the other just under his arms. They ran around the carapace and through each other, applying holy resin drawn from the carcasses of the now-useless numbers between twelve and thirteen. Golden straws were quickly stuck through the mythic epidermal so the sage could breathe. After the ceremonial etchings were drawn into hardening resin, long lists of dead names and equations whose solutions were to be found in the mouth of the chimer inside, there came the illuminations, inscribed by the bright, terrible fingernail of Vivec. From the nail's tip flowed a searing liquid, filling the grooves of the ceremonial etchings. They bled out to form veined patterns about the sage shell that theologians would decipher forever after. The ending of the words is, Om Sivy.
0: Hey everyone, thanks for listening. You just heard the 36 Lessons of Vivek Sermons 26 through 28. We'll be knocking out the rest of the 36 Lessons over the next couple episodes, so subscribe if you want to catch that and get notified for whatever comes next. Our cast this time around included Alex Alston as narrator for Sermon 28, Jin de la Vega as narrator for Sermon 26, myself as Vivek, Nicholas Gray as narrator on Sermon 27, Oliver W. as Set, and Ryan O'Connor as Wizard. Special thanks to all the cool new people who joined our Discord while this episode was being edited. Glad to have you around. Our intro and outro music is provided by Yesif, and available to you for the low, low price of royalty-free. Our artwork is by Jonathan Dockel, and despite the fact artists can't survive on attention alone, you should go give them some anyways. This episode was edited by me, Joseph Arstrom, for The Fanit. You can find everyone's links, additional credits, and a transcript of today's production in the show notes at thefanit.com slash loreclub. That's T-H-E-F-A-N-E-T dot com slash floor club.